Welcome to In The Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sportsbet. Round 24, the final round of the regular uh, season, of course. My name is Jay Clark, and I'm joined by these two gentlemen. 700 goals between them, two of the greatest entertainers in the forward 50. It's Nathan Brown, who <laughs> loves a pump-up, and the man who put the Torquay Hotel on the map, Steve Johnson. Yeah, he did, Jono? too well Very done. good, 500 of those 700, too. <laughs> I think it's a bit more than that, isn't it? Is it? About 800, I reckon. Okay. You've, you've docked us 100. Your voice break up and down then? It does a little bit. Most of them from the Brownlow. Hey, from the boundary line, hey, um, speaking of voice breaking, we know you are an extraordinarily versatile uh, broadcaster. Thank you. you. You do the football, you try to do the cricket, and now you're trying basketball, yeah. which is great. And we saw you um, hosting for Channel 9 throughout last week, of course, Wednesday night. The Boomers played uh, Brazil. Now, normally as the boundary rider, when you have a guest, you've got to throw two questions. There's a first question and there's a follow-up question. Oh. Let's have a look at Brownie last week for Channel 9. Yes, thank you very much, boys. Jack White is with us. It was a fast start by Brazil, but you clawed it back. Yeah, it's all about the defence, man. We've got to get stops. You know, defence is what we hang our hats on and, and pace. And, you know, we felt like we did a better uh, job of that as the half went on. But, you know, we've got to start the game with it up. Good luck. Big second half coming up. Cheers. Appreciate it. Good question. <laughs> good question. Just the one question. Really good Brandy. question. It was, a, it was a fast question. I wanted to slow <laughs> you down a little bit, but you, did, you didn't quite get the follow-up. So when the producer happened. says to me, it's at half-time and there's cannons going off and there's a fire show and a light show, mm. it's going to go dark. Everything's right. going to go dark. The lights are going to go off. You've only got one question. So yeah. it's the first time I've done basketball, so I just wanted to follow protocol. Yeah. One question, but you can't ask a question in the dark. Yeah. You've been able to see no, poor true. old Jack. So it was just one question. You did a great job, Brady. <laughs> Well done to you. Hey, a uh, big week for sport, and in particular, um, Samaras. Have you seen a bigger clanger than the goalposts scenario over in Adelaide? So poor old Benny Key's yep. got uh, dudded a goal, but mm -hmm. that's not the only clanger. So I thought, what are the great clangers in world sport? Because that was one of the great ones. That'll be shown over the course of the world. But I'm going to go back to the 1994 World Cup. Roberto Baggio, this is the penalty shooter in the World oh. Cup final. Now, I'll take you back. Baggio, he was... This era's Lionel Messi. So he was as good as anybody. He was the best player in the world at this point, and he put it over, not far, that far of the cross. He went yeah. two goals over the crossbar. Yep. So massive clanger by Roberto. You both would have backed yourself to kick that. Now, as far as clangers go... Ooh, it, kick that. Correct. Um, this one stands out. It was the smother of the century, of course. You remember Nick Rewald into an open Come goal. Here Rui. comes Shaw. Oh, no! Oh, I missed it. And Rui's flat as a pancake with it, isn't it? So Collard with the early lead. And he's sure that taste. Uh, <laughs> you know what's funny? Yeah. His foot still goes all the way through. <laughs> <laughs> I, Poor what, Jay, Rui. I, I was watching a little bit of diving through the week. Yes. And I picked up on a little clanger. Now, these divers are the best in the world. So have a look at his execution here. Triple flip. Oh! oh the old headache. <laughs> that hurts, doesn't it? Yes, that is how so, I... So, uh, yeah, not the... Uh, not the you most. see them in the local pool all the time. A backwhacker. Yeah. Um, hey, time, a guys, to talk some serious football on Are You Sure? <laughs> Right, Brownie, huge week for the Gold Coast Suns, of course. Are you sure under Damien Hardwick, Gold Coast will play finals in 2024? I'm not sure. I don't think they will. They, they've got to improve a hell of a lot, the Gold Coast Suns. I think they've got the list. I think their list is as good as it's ever been. Does the coach make the difference? I'm not convinced yet. Stevie J, one of your former teammates, Paddy Dangerfield, are you sure he should make the shift into a forward line next year rather than staying in the midfield? He actually took my spot on the list, so he's not a former teammate, Jay. Nope. He turned up the, the year. I had to free up the salary cap space. a replacement. Him, but I certainly do agree that he needs to spend more time forward. I, I think he needs to pinch hit through the midfield. Yep. I don't think he's 
Um, got the legs now to go 120 minutes through the middle of the ground. He's got to play probably 50% forward, pinch hit through the midfield for him to give the most impact. He now can. I understand why he's critical about danger sometimes when yes. we do Triple M because <laughs> I didn't know that he'd taken the spot. <laughs> Me neither. Very good. Would kick a lot of goals forward, I'm sure, with that Paddy Dangerfield for Geelong. Hey, uh, Browning, are you sure Jack Silvani is a good replacement for Jack Rewalt at Richmond. Mobile forward, why not? Mm, no, I think Jack Silvani should uh, stay at Carlton. I think they need the someone game. a little bit more dynamic. Uh, I think Tom Lynch isn't overly quick once he gets going. Jack Silvani's not overly quick. I think they need more of a dynamic forward in that mix. And I think Jack Silvani staying at Carlton is the way to go. Yeah, okay. Doesn't have a lot of speed, I guess. Hey, uh, Stevie J, are you sure Essendon has taken a step forward in 2023? They were horrific at the weekend. Yeah, I'm not sure if they have, to be honest. I think um, with natural progression, they deserve to win more games than what they did last year. So I think they won seven games last year mm -hmm. and have won 11 games so far this year. But on the weekend, that was disappointing from them. So I think um, they've got some good young players that can still develop, young Cox and uh, Harrison Jones, Jones to come back in, who's been out for the majority of this year. So exactly. uh, there is some upside, but um, you know they need to they need to come out strong next year. Big contract watch on Darcy Parish, who's a free agent too. Hey Brownie, are you sure Geelong will make finals next year? I'm not sure. It was a fair drop off. They've got some aging players still, and their best players are still Dangerfield, Tommy Hawkins. So if they don't play week in week out, I think they're going to struggle. Hey Stevie J, are you sure Nick Dacos will win the Brownlow Medal? Uh, I reckon it's going to be pretty close. I think he's just ahead. I mean, I just get the feeling he's just ahead. Maybe by a vote or two, and it may come down to this round, whether it's Petraka who comes out and gets three votes against Sydney, mm -hmm. or maybe Bontempelli. Yeah. You know, I think they can win down at Geelong, so he could potentially get the three votes there and go over the top of him. Would make for a thrilling count. Massive night for Marcus Bontempelli. Hey, Brownie, are you sure Jeremy Howe should return to defence for the Collingwood side? He's been forward, not sure he's had the impact in attack. Yeah, I think he's a great defender. Return to defence. So the thing is, when you go from defence mid-game like he did and he kicked three goals in a quarter, the pressure's off. So you can go down there and it doesn't matter what you do. It's a, it's a pinch hit. So the pressure is off and he did what he did. He kicked three goals. It's a lot different. It's a different ball game when you start forward and you're expected to kick goals and that is your main aim and main goal. Then it becomes a little bit harder. Then you tighten up a little bit. He kicked two last week but barely touched the football. So back in defence, being that man who's third man in and then if you need him at some point, then you can pinch hit him forward. The defence has been the Achilles heel in recent weeks. Team scoring against some Brisbane Lions, 124 points at the weekend. Stevie J, last one. Are you sure Ross Line is the coach of the year. I think he deserves to be right in that conversation with Ken Hinckley for coach of the year. I think what he done early on in the season was bank wins, mm -hmm. which he said was going to be really important to start the season and get some momentum. And then they dropped off a little bit. And this is where he's earned his waiting gold, Ross Lyon, getting him going towards the back end of the year. Mm. They've tightened up their defence. They're very hard to score against. And now they're a dangerous threat going in against any team in the competition in this final series. But also credit to Kenny you know, those 13 wins in a row, they're now in a position where they're going to finish top four and have a real tilt at the No one was under more pressure too than Kenny. Is yep. Michael Voss in that conversation? Well, um, he has to be in the conversation. I mean, that, that were, you know, he was on the brink of, you know, people calling for his head mm -hmm. early on in the year. Yep. And then um, everyone was questioning their leadership. I think it's been a big turnaround by their playing group to play more selfless football, which he's got to take a lot of credit for as well. I think uh, Ross Lyon, a lot less talent in that midfield compared to the Port Adelaide engine room. Well done, boys. That has been Are You Sure? Mm -hmm.
Packed house at the MCG, Essendon versus Collingwood should be an absolute beauty and high stakes for the Pies, Stevie, because they've been average over the past month. Lost three of their uh, last four games and question marks over their team defence. They haven't been able to stop or halt opposition teams. They've got to get that right before September. Yeah, and they haven't been great around the contest either. So the most important thing to being better defensively is to win the contest, get the ball in your front half, and then be able to set up your structure behind the footy. Um, we know that their pressure is actually pretty good, but to be able to get set the way they were in the first half of the season where they were number one defense, they need to start winning the ball at the source a little bit more often. We know that they're missing more Dugowie and Dacos, probably their three best players, so that takes a bit of a toll on them, but they need to find a way to win this week, which they should against Essendon. And they lacked run last week, so I was surprised how long they allowed Isaac Quainer to play last line of defense on Charlie Cameron. Only seven disposals, Isaac Quainer. Charlie Cameron only had six, but kicks four goals. You've got no rebound at all. I would have thought, let's just maybe send Maynard to him, maybe even Noble to him and allow your best runner and your best carrier through the midfield off half back, but they didn't do that. Um, very interested to see how Eston respond because it was terrible. Well, it was terrible. They'd have to. I think they do. Uh, five weeks ago, they beat Adelaide. They smashed Adelaide. Yep. And we're talking about how good the Bombers. Yeah, they've had a little bit of dip and it feels like that just everything fell away. Those wins can happen. It's what they answer with this week. It's how they respond and what they do against Collingwood. I don't expect them to win, but I expect it to be very competitive. Yeah, they need to restore some credibility. Going into 2004 as well, like mm. they could impact the club in regards to membership for 2024. Yep. Um, it could be Zach Merritt walking down the street. He's had a fantastic season. All of a sudden, they finish on the right, wrong note, and he just feels like the world's... Uh, on top of his shoulders once again. So, um, Plus they want to entice a good centre-half back. They need a great defender. Can they do that if they get smashed in their last two? All of a sudden the player thinking of going to the Bombers goes, oh, do, do I want to be part of a 100-point thumping? I'm the man that's meant to be stopping these goals coming through. Do I want to go there? Well, to your point, Stevie, it's a bit about the character of the Essendon playing group, isn't it? The resilience and resolve. They were hammered by GWS last week and need to stand up on the big stage last game of the season against Collingwood. Right, the Western Bulldogs have been one of the biggest stories of the week under the pump after that loss to West Coast. Steve is going to have a good look at their list coming up on the recruiting files. That's up next on In The Back Pocket. Welcome back to In The Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sportsbet. Now, Brownie, you've been talking every day about the Matildas and the World Cup. You've been caught up in green and gold fever. Unfortunately, didn't get the chocolates in the Browns medal uh, playoff, but uh, you've been uh, all over it. The World Cup fever, so, so too the FIBA World Cup in the basketball was coming yes. up, so Australia played Finland first up. But Mark Stevens, a very yes. good mate of yours at yes. the Hill Sun, speaking of world champions, thought that he was a world champion at what? Yeah. Well, a really strange thing. He said that he and his wife were the best in the country at throwing and catching a tennis ball in the pool, which is a really obscure thing, but adamant. I thought he was joking when he first no, said no, it. No, but he said, no. We, genuinely if, serious. If there was an Olympics in tennis ball catching in the pool, the Stevens family would uh, represent Australia. Mm, pull your head in, Steve. <laughs> so... Everybody's played this as a kid. I still love playing it as an adult. Yep. It's the old, do up the balloon yes. and keep it off the ground. So let's have a look. Still playing this, there is a World Cup, <laughs> keep the balloon off the oh. ground. This is Balloon oh. World Cup. Have yeah. a look at these guys with yeah, the helmet on. This is, it's got to go up. Has to go up, but you can't let it hit the ground. Now we've all played it yes. and we've all been world champions at it in our own house. I would imagine, Stevie, you'd think you'd be pretty good at this. I, I used to be very good at this game. <laughs> oh, really? Shock yeah. horror. Oh, you know what I'm better at though? Rock skim him. Yeah. Uh, I'm a yeah. good rock skimmer. Now who would you, if you had to pick 
an AFL player brownie. Yeah. To represent sports bet here in the Save the World Championship. Jeremy Howe. I'm going Jeremy Howe. He, he can, can leap jump. over tall buildings. Yep. He can move. He's good. He's smart. Yep. And you need... You need aerobic capacity too, which I think he's got because right. you get tired. You run around <laughs> after a balloon, you might blow up, big boy. Hey, yeah. my endurance was like a yeah, leap. Now, though. Oh, now? Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe. I would go Cozzy Pickett because he's got the speed. You yeah. need to be quick and nimble and agile. So I think he'd be, and he can still jump. He's going to take market here. You've really turned around from your bacon and egg. Well, you you put him in as the like egg. Very, you want him in your World Cup team. Very talented, and he'd be good in the landrum at Save the World. Who'd you pick, Stevie? Oh, I'll go Jack Viney. I reckon, <laughs> I, reckon, I reckon he jumps through those car windows to tap the ball. You always, you know what, if you're ever going to play a game that yes. is not your number one sport, you go with the competitor. Yes. Right. right. And I reckon he's a competitor. You said Jack Viney because I told him a story about Jack Viney before, didn't you? Was there anyone you could think of? <laughs> and uh, Joel Selwood would tick that no, box as well. Yes, he is an absolute uh, competitor, Braden Maynard as well. Hey, it's would time now. Would you pick Joel no. Selwood in your Balloon World Cup? No, no way. Then why would you be That was a silly guy. Well, he is a competitor, I know, but Joel Selwood was only ever good at one sport. And that's footy. You, you get him with a golf club. So he's got no, he missed the ball. Oh, he's going to have some feedback for you now. Time for our most popular segment. It's bacon or the egg. Do you need me to tell you one more time what the bacon yes. egg's about? Yes. So the bacon in the bacon and egg is committed because the bacon dies for the cause of the bacon and egg. The egg's just a fluffy on the side yep. condiment, which is really nice. So yes. you're committed to the bacon yes. or you're not as yes. committed, you're the egg. Very easy to understand. The main act and the side yep. show, is yep. that right? Okay. Well, I'm going to give um, some credit to West Coast Tim Kelly. So outstanding win over the Western Bulldogs yep. at the weekend, West Coast. Tim Kelly, one of the most maligned players in the competition. Always. Oh, he went, he left you long, and yeah, hasn't stacked up. He was excellent in that win, and I think when you look over the course of the season, a lot better than you would expect, I think. 30 possessions at the weekend, 12 scoring involvement. You win their best and fairest comfortably. Surely. Yep. Yeah, so I'm going to give a shout-out to Tim Kelly. Well done. Hey, my egg, and uh, I just mentioned this man earlier, Kasaya uh, Pickett. No impact for the Demons against Hawthorne at the weekend, and I feel like he's had one of those seasons, Stevie. High talent, but he's been very hot and very cold. Big gap between his best and worst. Do you think that's fair? Uh, I think it's a little bit fair given how talented he is. But I thought the month before the weekend he was yep. pretty strong, to be honest. Yep. Okay, you'll go, Brownie. Okay, so my bacon this week is Charlie Cameron. So he's going to be All-Australian, had a yes. fantastic start to the season, had a bit of a dip. But what he's added is his defensive pressure. Now, I think this is what Brisbane's added, and this is why they can win the Premiership this year, defensive pressure. So oh. there was a goal kicked in the last quarter where Eric Hipwood had the ball. He had a bounce. Charlie was calling for the ball. He didn't give it to him. Now, back in the day, I reckon Charlie Cameron would have said, why aren't you handballing it to me? Would have cracked it. But mm. he went back, blocked for Eric, even though Eric should have given him the handball, yeah. and then celebrated like he kicked it himself. So yeah. for me, that's a big change for Charlie Cameron. He is my bacon. Just on Brisbane, at the start of the season, you said Eric Hipwood was more in the egg category. Is he become more bacon now too? No, he's still in the egg category for me. He's got to perform in finals, okay. Joe. And my right. egg is... Big two-metre Peter. Peter Wright, best Ooh. and fairest winner last year. Yes. The ability to do extraordinary things on the football field, but at the moment, yep. 
I feel like he needs to give more to the Bombers as a big player, as an aggressive player, as a player they can look to, as a beacon. I just don't think he's delivering at the moment. Was a best and fairest winner at the Bombers? That's what I said. Had the same year, good one. Uh, Injury Brandy. interrupted season. All right, okay, my bacon for this week is the Gold Coast Suns. So big tick for them to go and get uh, Lua Damien Hardwick to the club. And I love the president's hairdo and he flicks it back and says, we've been after the after Damien Hardwick and flew over to Italy to get him, but I also <laughs> have them. He, how does he do they, the flick? They just <laughs> a little flick over. Um, but also the fact that I think they're going to uh, win this week. Um, well, they should win against North Melbourne, so they're a bacon, they're a lock Thanks this for the week. Scoop. North Melbourne lost <laughs> yeah. 20 uh, in a row. And they're the first round. Well, they're going to win the kangaroos. Yeah, good on you. So they're bacon <laughs> this week. Uh, my, my egg for this week is the Geelong Cats. So unfortunately, missed the, the finals, yep. um, which is out of character for the Cats. I still think they can bounce back, but my egg is they're, they're losing a number of players this week, and the Bulldogs are going to get an opportunity to win down there and mm. go back into finals contention. So if you're having a bet, <laughs> I would be steering clear of the cats. Yes, they don't lose too many at GMHBA study. Might be time to have a look at some of the young players. Hey, Stevie J, you have spent the whole week digging deep on the Western Bulldogs. Been one of the biggest stories of the week. Let's have a look at them in the recruitment files. Yeah, so I know there's been a lot of people uh, in the media that have been critical of the Western Bulldogs um, over the last six weeks, given their form, their sort of up and down. But I want to have a closer look at their list and really dig deep into what may be uh, causing a few of these problems. So what you can see here is in uh, the green is the A graders on the Bulldogs list. So we've got Smith, Bontempelli, McRae, English and Daniel, which is probably dubious now. That's where Luke Beveridge last week, he was asked in the media why they aren't performing as consistently as some other teams. And I think that's based on, he said it's a handful of players we, we are relying on to be at their very best because under that, they've got eight B graders, then five C graders. So if you look at the top teams in the competition, if you were to compare that list this to- This is a, last week's team. This is last week's team. So, so Liberatore, Tom Liberatore is out of that team and I have him as an A grader, but I'll argue you've been generous on the A-graders there. Well, we, we could look at um, some potential changes in there. I, I think McRae's not an A-grader right at the moment, but he should be playing more midfield time. I'd move him in there and move Tor His Tor career's been out of there. Underrated. His career, Jack McRae, you were saying, has been A-grade, but this year he's dropped yeah, off. Yeah, it has, but I think he's been played out of position. And then I've got Norton in there as B-grade. Now, he should be, be at least an A-grade centre-half back, so there's a positional change there. Liberatore back into that, and Daniel, yeah, on the cusp of being an A-grade. But So if I'm comparing them to the Brisbane Lions, and I look, at, look through their list, I have them having... Um, seven A graders and also nine B graders. So that's where the difference is. The Western Bulldogs, yes, they should be performing to a level slightly higher than what they are, but I think there's a lot of people coming up really critical of Luke Beveridge saying they should be contending for a premiership with this list that they've got together. I just don't believe that so that's true. Quite specifically, you're saying that they don't have the depth. They don't have the depth. They've got a, they've got some real top end, top line players there, but around that you need more B grade players and certainly more C-grade players. We're not relying on some D-grade players in some key areas of the game, particularly in their back line. 
What about the balance, Brownie? Are they, are they playing the players in the right positions? No, I don't think that they're playing the players in their best positions to enhance their talent. So I, I believe Norton should be playing centre-half back. I believe Bailey Smith should be playing midfield. Jack McRae is a midfielder. He should be playing there as well. So I don't understand those positional moves. Uh, play players where they are suited best. And I think they've only got three A-graders. That's Bontempelli, that's Tom Libertore and Tim English at the moment. Brownie, very good. That has been the recruitment files. Well done, Stevie. I do like that. Going to be a big talking point over the trade period, what the Bulldogs do with their list. Now, this game against Geelong, honestly, how could you tell uh, what is going to happen? The Cats were favourite uh, in, earlier in the week, and then Hawkins and Jeremy Cameron out, Brownie. And now the Bulldogs are favourite. Been unbelievable. Who do you think is going to win this? Just can't trust the Dogs. So, they're still going to win this game. Everybody's talking about the Bulldogs just have to win it because Jeremy Cameron and Tom Hawkins, and they've got a lot of players out. The Cats and players underdone. Dangerfield not playing as good as what he probably can be, but you've still got to win in Geelong, which is the hardest place to win. And I couldn't back the dogs. I couldn't back the Cats either. It's a game that I'm happy to sit out of from a betting point of view. But um, neither of these sides I can trust right now. What do you well, the reason why I am backing the dogs mm. is because they are capable at their best. Um, but they've got more to play for, don't they? The only worry with that is Geelong's going to bring in some players that you know, are going to get an opportunity to maybe playing for their careers, so they'll be Young up for the game. But yep. um, the Dogs need to win to make the finals. I think they have to fire um, the Bulldogs, particularly after last week. I mean, they're playing for their top eight spot. Everything is on the line. They would have got a big sting in the backside after... Um, I want to give you the three Brownlow votes for this game, actually. I reckon yep. I've already looked ahead, and I think it's going to be... English will get three votes on Brownlow Medal Night. But, uh, Liberatore will get two votes, and yep. Bontepelli one. There you go. There's something for... You look forward to, Nate. Would Tom Atkins tag somebody, though? Would he tag? If he's going to tag someone, it's Liberatore. It's Liberatore at the stoppage because that's where he's, you know, he's the big body that goes yeah. to the other big body at the opposition club. But Libbe, we know he deals with the tag pretty well. Yeah. Cats look a little bit undersized in this one without Hawkins. Uh, Radigali, as you said, uh, Cameron as well. So you're right, the aerial stakes. The Bulldogs will certainly have an edge. Right, coming up next, we're going to be talking at Mad Mondays, Wacky Wednesdays. For uh, 10 teams, there'll be no finals action, so they're going to have a big week. We're going to wind back the clock with you, Stevie J. You've had some absolute rippers. That's coming up next on In The Back Pocket. Welcome back to In The Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sportsbet. Now, Mad Mondays, Wacky Wednesdays, always a lot of fun, of course, for the teams who didn't make finals. And Stevie J, your uh, Cats side did it probably better than anyone with the dress-ups. Let's wind back the clock a bit. You had a lot of fun with this back in the day. I wasn't one of the best, but Matthew Scarlett, we've got a few graphics here to show. These guys put a lot of time in it. So there's me as Kappa taking a mark over Tommy Hawkins, who looked like he, he wasn't on his second or third beer <laughs> just there. So we'd had a few good days. There's Scarlett dressed up as Hannibal Lecter yeah. and Corey Enright wheeling him into the Lord of the Isles pub pub there. KB. Hey, Scarlet shaved the head just to come as KB, so that was uh, mm -hmm. certainly having a good crack. There's him dressed up as Dermy and uh, what is it, the T-Wolf. That one of Dermy there, so that was after we'd just won a premiership. So the next day he's gone and done that for the Mad Monday. The funny thing was we had a, we had a photo shoot, so we had to get the premiership photo done, which they put <laughs> up in the uh, memorabilia place there at, uh, at Geelong. 
he's still got the peroxide blonde hair, so <laughs> he put a lot of time into it, those boys. Yeah, very good, Scalo. We like that. How are your Mad Mondays, Brownie? Do you remember them? We didn't dress up. There was no photos or cameras allowed, so it was just uh, more fun inside. Did anyone yeah. get emotional on that? Oh, geez, there's some cries at AFL clubs. <laughs> like, there are so many blokes who cry. When you get to Mad Monday, you go out for a drink. I mean, everybody, every every person who goes out with a group of mates, there's always one crier yes. in that group, and it just seems like at AFL clubs, a, there's a lot of criers, oh. which uh, which I find a bit strange to be Maybe honest. Maybe they were saying goodbye and emotional about leaving the club or yeah. a disappointing season, perhaps. Hey, Brownie, you are fired up for this segment. It, it is, in my opinion. <clears throat> I believe that every club should have a designated tagger, and if you don't have one, you need to go out and find one. First time I ever got tagged, Stevie, I think it was my third or fourth year, a guy called Duncan Calloway from the Tigers came to me. I had seven disposals, and on the commentary, Peter Dacos said, Nathan Brown couldn't draw a football today, and it still stuck with me. So the next time I had a tagger, I'm sitting there thinking, I don't want to be tagged, I don't want to be tagged. Then you get tagged, you have to work your way through it. So a lot of players these days don't know how to handle a tag, and somebody goes to someone, and and it is hard. mental battle as well as a physical. All of a sudden you don't get easy touches. So we saw Clayton over last week. And have a look at some numbers of what Finn McGuinness and also Took Miller have done. So Josh Kelly, six disposals. Dacos, five. Clayton Oliver wasn't in double figures before the last quarter. They broke that tag. And then Took Miller's been getting a lot of ball the other way himself. So not a complete lockdown, 17-19. But you've got to have that in your arsenal at the moment. You need to be able to stop a player completely and take him out of the game and try and figure out how you work it into systems because it is a must for clubs. If you don't have one, you need one. And to your point, Sam Mitchell dropped the tag for the last quarter. Clayton Oliver bobs up in the yep. goal square and kicks, kicks a goal. goal, which puts yeah, him ahead. That, that, that was strange. strange yeah. I, thought I felt like they were trying to win the game and break it open, but it but, suited Melbourne. But the way that they were doing it is they were bringing Finn McGuinness up from the half forward line to then take Oliver. So they weren't going, they weren't just shutting him down at centre bounce. They were going head to head at centre bounce, mm. bringing him up from half forward. And then what they should have been talking about is maybe okay, let's have a spitting midfielder. Let's have the player that starts on Oliver in the centre bounce going hard forward and then McGuinness comes and and picks him up. But um, to break it was a little bit of a strange one. Ryan Crowley used to go to you from Fremantle. You had some big battles. How did you find that back in the day? Uh, I always found it um, tough against Fremantle, not necessarily because Crowley was one out. It was a team, like Ross Lyon used to have a real team uh, yeah, theory that they'd all go after you so and that made it really tough. Every single player on That'd that list supported Fred Crowley, yeah. which made it even In the hard. gun. Yep. Uh, very good. Uh, it is time now for Pull Your Head In. The first Pull Your Head In this week, and I'm a big fan of Patrick Dangerfield because he oh, likes my... He told me my segment Mediocre is the best segment on TV that we do on the Sunday footy show, but... but. Now, there's a player <laughs> called Isaac Smith who's retiring and Paddy Dangerfield just posted something on Instagram about himself and I, I didn't know who was retiring here, whether it was uh, Paddy Dangerfield or Isaac Smith because he posted seven photos, Danger. He's in every one of them. Not about you, Danger. Isaac Smith is the one retiring, not you. We're lucky we even... I, I was surprised by the last one Isaac Smith was even in there. So, Danger, <laughs> I love you, man. I love you. Absolutely love you, Danger. But pull your head in. It's not about you. That is a-, a little bit of that with Phil Davis. It'll last a little bit too, but it was him retiring. Now, my next one is for... Anastasia P- 
Palaszczuk. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know why, how you say Palaszczuk when you yeah. read her name because it's Palabazook or something. <laughs> but what she said is they need to honour the Matildas World Cup heroics with a statue outside Suncorp. Now, Next I know really like, well, well, unbelievable Lewis. effort by the Matildas. Yeah. And they had the nation on their backs, yeah. but they finished fourth. Yeah. Surely you can't be Statuing putting them. a statue up <laughs> outside some court for fourth. Like, what if the boomers maybe win a bronze? Do they then get a statue outside mm, Melbourne Park? Mm, statues everywhere. I yeah. think what they need to do is continue to build. They've got good growth coming in the game now. Get the young kids on board. And then one day when we get the gold, get the big, statue up. proper gold statue uh, wherever it needs to be. Too much the statue. I like that, boys. Hey, my pulley head in is for the Essendon uh, Football Club because we were spruiking them six weeks ago saying they're going to make finals. Could be the first time in 20 years they could win a game in September. I haven't seen a white flag raised on the football field by a half-decent team in some time like the Bombers absolutely capitulated to the Giants. Now, what happens... Um, when you have a run of goals against you. If you've got, you mentioned the word character, if you've got the resolve, you've got the resilience, surely there's things you can do to try and turn the tide against GWS. GWS isn't a top of the table team. No. But the Essendon Football Club, and this is the sort of stuff which has hovered over them for the past 20 years, and it must change uh, for them to be going forward. Yeah, so I, Pardon? Turn yes. their toes up. Yeah, and oh. do you know, I mean, you, you did that to a lot of teams back in the day. Uh, Stevie, when you go on a big run, do, do you feel? Can you feel it when the when the yeah, opposition team 100%. has given up? Yeah, hundred percent. We we're always about let's be a ruthless footy club, and when you get a chance and you smell the blood, let's make sure they remember it for the rest of their careers. All right, that's the negative, but um, another than negative. We're all about positive now. So we've got a new segment. No, the pump up. And we know that Lionel Messi is playing at Inter Milan at the moment and he's been inserted as the captain. So the old captain was DeAndre Yedlin and this is how good Messi is. So this is after they win. He goes over, takes the armband off and gives it to the original captain, DeAndre Yedlin. And that is what a good teammate is. And well done by Lionel Messi. A big pump up for you. And I want to give a big pump up to the Sydney Swans. And I've got a little graphic here just to show you where they were sitting. Uh, after round 17, so they're 15th on the ladder. Now, when I look at this little graphic here, the one thing that I sort of, sort of stands out at this point of the season are the teams with higher percentages. So if you look at their Sydney, weren't traveling as bad as maybe their form line would have suggested. The same with Carlton sitting on 117%, and you could argue that Adelaide that are on 116% could have made the finals there. So it's a good indicator when you're looking at the last six rounds of the season, but now they are red hot and they look like they could be a contender that will challenge the best teams. No one wants to be coming up against the Swans. So that 175-point win didn't boost the percentage up against West Coast? Oh, it was handy. Yeah, it was a fact. I'd written the swans off. Hey, my quick pump up for Chris Fagan. A lot of doubters and knockers for Chris Fagan over the uh, journey. I think they're the team to beat for the Premiership. 16-6 and six record. A little question mark at the MCG. That has been Pump Up. Yes, yeah, very good, boys. Hey, massive game for Carlton. September just around the corner. They're going to be in the top eight first time in 10 years, but they take on Stevie, your odd mob, GWS, are playing for a finals berth. Do you think this is a potential danger game for the Blues? Yes, Jay, it is. Uh, I think uh, the Giants will be coming in hot. Mm -hmm. 
and we want Carlton to finish in good form because good form going to the finals is good momentum and they can't afford to drop that and then have a few uh, committee meetings leading into the final saying, you know, we're not quite there. They want to be winning going into that final series. They want to have players fully fit. So yep. Cripps has been under a bit of an injury cloud. Yes. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what sort of game time they play him. Could but it is out. important that they win. Now, Toby Grant can be the difference for the Giants in this game. But last time these two teams played, Nick Newman got a hold of him. Get so I reckon, I reckon Toby would have been sitting on this one. He's been burning him in mm. his guts that Nick Newman got a hold of him that day. So look out for him. I like it. And the battle between Taylor and Charlie Kerno oh, will be huge as well. So if anyone can stop Charlie Kerno, who's in brilliant form, it is that man. This is a huge danger game. So ultimately, it's it's almost impossible that you don't go. We've played finals and you just tiny bit, maybe even it's half a percent. Is it self-preservation might, mode? Oh, I don't think it's self-preservation. It's just. It's naturally in you. So mm-hmm. this is a big job for Michael Voss and his team leaders to get everyone on that, all 22 players that go out there to be thinking the same way. And it's mm-hmm. easier said than done when you're dealing with 22 human beings to try and get their brains thinking in the yep. same way. Big tick for Michael Voss and for Adam Kingsley taking charge of the Giants, his first season in charge. Right, $100 play. How did uh, we go last week? Brownie, I'm not sure. Me and you went well. Oh, yes, we did. Well, so that's one that. from one for me. Yes. Uh, that's nice. You've had a big win. Yeah, it's had a big win. My man Carl Amon served me well again. I've been backing Bailey Scott yep. every week. And Zach Fisher, I told you, he's gone from half forward to half back. Easiest position on the ground to yep. play. If you don't get 25 plus when you play half back, yes. you shouldn't ask for a game next week. Oh, I like that, Brownie. And you had faith in Geelong. They were done over yeah, by the Yeah, and the Suns. Crows, well, it would have been another one-leg loss had the Crows got the right umpiring decision. But anyway, we move yep. on. It's still a couple of weeks to go. All right, so I go with mine first. And I'm going to go back to the well with a couple of them. And Collingwood would win. Uh, Carl Amon. And uh, Bailey Scott, I'll go back to the well with. Brind- Brisbane win, Adelaide win. Tim Kelly, he does that pretty much every week. And Port Adelaide should be beating the, the Tigers. I like that, Brandy. Yeah, well, I think that was... go through that a little bit better in the past, Nace. But we'll have a look at mine here. So <laughs> Zach Merritt to have 25. Amon, your man, yeah. who you always Stealing. back in. We'll get 20. Bruce... I love watching Bruce play. He's the best snap kick in the competition. He'll kick two. Charlie Cameron will kick two. And the West Coast Eagles, that's the one there that's paying a little bit more than the other ones to get within 34 and a half points of the Crows at home. Yeah, I like that, Stevie. What have I got on here? Here's my four-leg head-to-head. I mean, Colin will get the job done over the Bombers. Hawthorne against Fremantle at the MCG. Western Bulldogs at the Cats. I'm confident on the dogs in that one. Port Adelaide home against Richmond, 367. One from one. I think I'll make it two from two, Brownie. Well done. Well thank, done. Thank you very much. You've been fantastic. Well Brownie, yeah. Stevie, you've been excellent as well. Thanks so much for joining us on In the Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sportsbet. We'll see you in the finals. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, call the number on the screen or visit the website.